0: Welcome into the Titan-Sized Podcast. I'm Luke Worsham, joined by the other two hosts of the Titan-Sized Podcast, Matthias Wadner, Will Lomas. Gentlemen, football is back.
1: What's up? We had a great day today.
0: Great day today, minus the fact that the number five overall pick of the draft, Corey Davis, injured his hamstring in today's practice.
1: Mm. That was brutal. Tough on all of us. Big Corey Davis hive over here.
2: Oh my God. Yeah, so pumped when he got drafted, and now we got to see him go down. Hopefully it's nothing too serious, but the, the details will come out soon.
0: So we'll get more yep. into, into talking about Davis in a minute, but since this is our first episode, it is undoubtedly everybody's first time listening to the Titan Size podcast. So why don't we introduce ourselves a little bit? Uh, Matias, if you want to start that off.
2: Sure, so uh, my name is Matthias Wadner. If you can't tell by now, I'm not from Tennessee. I don't have the accent. (laughs) I'm from uh, sunny South Florida. I'm a co-editor for Titan Sized. I'm also tweeter extraordinaire for Titan Sized. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, by the way, at Titan underscore sized. And you can follow me personally at Matthew Wad. It's M-A-T-I-W-O-D. But that's more soccer-oriented stuff. Uh, Not much (laughs) Titans talk there. But, uh, yeah, the Titan-sized uh, Twitter, it gets going pretty pretty good. Riled up some Jags fans today, so that was fun.
1: Yeah, the uh, big Jeremiah Potassi fan base over there. Yeah, uh, what yeah. was that? <laughs> that, that? That was weird. We need a whole different section for that. But uh, my name is Will Lomas. I'm from a place you've never heard of called Dyersburg, Tennessee. It's about two hours away from Nashville. Uh, i graduated from ut two years ago and i've been working for titan sized ever since you can follow me at jlomas 72 if you want uh mine is almost a hundred percent titans based so that's pretty good it's not as good as a titan sized follow go follow them they they retweet all the good stuff but yeah that's that's who i am and now we can get back on our jeremiah Petasi talk uh, real quick, oh,
0: baby. real quick. I am Luke Worsham. You can follow me on Twitter, at Luke underscore Worsham. <laughs> and that is definitely 100% Titans. Uh, I also write for Titan-Sized. I host another podcast called the Three and Out Podcast, where it's much more interview-based than this is going to be. Uh, but I'm really excited about this podcast. But before we get into this program, what on earth did the Jag fans think about Jeremiah Putasi, the god-awful offensive tackle?
2: Oh, okay, uh, well, this this is what happened. I saw this guy who writes for, like, I think it's Big Cat Country for the espionage site for the Jaguars. Uh, he put a tweet that said Putasi was starting, and they were doing like a seven-on-nine seven, seven on nine drill uh, that was running-based, I guess. And I pretty much just quote-tweeted it, and I was like, Putasi for the Jags, lol. And then he was like, Putasi had a decent year for the, for the Titans, and then they uh, mo- moved him, put him in a different position. Uh, he'll be good. And I was like, I, I didn't answer. I didn't answer. I let the titan-sized hive just take care of it. And man, they went at him pretty hard. But <laughs> no, that was that was hilarious. If they actually think that Putasi is gonna gonna not suck for them, I I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, <laughs> Stingly.
1: Will Speedtech? Oh. oh, I was gonna say, yeah, get some Will Speedtech in their Yeah. <laughs> Cool. I'm like the next developmental offensive lineman it was like this is the next pet project in Tennessee he's going to be yeah. a right tackle for 10 years and then this happened
2: they never worked out
1: Yeah, um, I'll, I'll start talking about this because uh, Davis was my—I mean, I'm sure he's y'all's guy just as much, but I remember in December, just I, I didn't see it close, and the three wide receivers. John Ross is crazy fast, but you know, he, you know, pulled up short on a hamstring. Nothing big, just kind of everybody just said he walked away. Nothing noticeable. The worst thing to me is he had put on a clinic the past. I mean, every practice, it seemed like he was either beating LaShawn Sims or Logan Ryan or Adoree Jackson. I mean, he was beating Adoree Jackson at the catch point being physical. He was out. I mean, his route running was so crisp, he could get uh, Logan Ryan to bite on that double move and that curl every time. I mean, his his shoulder work and footwork was just unworldly for a guy who's 6'3". So he's been beating everybody, and they put up another clip of him destroying Logan Ryan today, and then... I was about to retweet it, and the next thing I see is Corey Davis headed to the locker room. I was like, okay. I was like, how bad is it? Is he carted off? I mean, it's it, people said he got an MRI, and then I've been looking and looking and looking, nothing for seven hours, which the Tannehill stuff came out this morning, and he got an MRI, and we're just now kind of understanding what happened. So I'm trying not to freak out and think it's worse than it is, but hopefully it's just a little minor tweak and they can rest him.
2: Yeah, um, I'm not sure exactly. I'm not sure if he went for the MRI yet. They said he was going to undergo it soon. Uh, I retweeted the clips of him anyway, just to give our followers some some hope and some some excitement. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I I'm going to take personal blame for this one because the other day <laughs> I tweeted out the AFC South is falling apart, and then so That's someone someone replied because we don't want to jinx it and. <laughs> Guess what? We jinxed it, so this is my (laughs) fault. Sorry, guys.
0: (laughs) Uh, Two weeks ago, uh, last Friday, I guess it was, uh, the Titans extended Pro Bowl defensive tackle Jarrell Casey to a four-year, $60 million contract. And this was in addition to the current big-money contract he's already on. So Jarrell Casey is now going to be a Titan for the next six years through 2023 and if you ask me, he's worth every penny. I think he's one of the best defensive players in the NFL.
2: For sure. Uh, I'll let i Will yeah. let Will take this one because he did a, a great article on it and uh, definitely has some good insight on it.
1: You know, I'm not a big guy for the whole signing somebody when they still have two years left on the contract. Taylor one, Jarrell Casey, clear standouts that are Pro Bowl caliber guys are different, you know. The big thing is, is we're going to find out in two weeks when the Rams get so desperate and they've been getting destroyed in their preseason games that they pay Aaron Donald whatever he wants, that this deal is going to be like 80% of that one. I mean, John Robinson is predicting the market. I have the names written down here. Aaron Donald, Cheryl, Sheldon Richardson, Akeem Hicks, Stephon Tuitt, and Starlo Tulele are all set to be free agents in the next calendar year. I mean, that's, you know, all of them are going to get huge contracts, and John Robinson said, you know, he said it a hundred times in every interview. He said, you know, we don't normally do this. We don't normally do this. What he's trying to say is, is there was a timetable they were trying to jump in front of. And this is the timetable. Aaron Donald's making progress on his deal. He didn't want Casey seeing that news. You know, I remember I tweeted at Benjamin Albright and said, you know, what do you think about this? You know, as John Robinson getting the Casey deal done before Aaron Donald gets his big numbers. And he said, that he thought that Casey was kind of setting the market, so that Aaron Donald could blow it up, which is exactly what should happen. Because I love Casey, but Aaron Donald's just a freak. But you know, to have Casey, a guy who's been on some of the worst teams I've ever seen. You know, like we said, the Will Svitek era. I mean, he, you know, he's been a standout, do your job, you know, six sack every year it seems like kind of guy. And and I'm I'm glad we have him. You know until he's 31, 32, I believe, which is right at the end of the peak on defensive linemen. So, it is a great deal for me.
0: And the great part about extending him now, you talked about getting ahead of, of the pack when it comes to these defensive tackles who are soon going to have to be re-signed. Of those names you mentioned, Stephon Tua, Akeem Hick, Starlo Tulele, Aaron Donald is really the only of those guys that I would go on the record as saying is better than Jarrell Casey. Because Aaron Donald, as you said, is a freak. But Jarrell Casey, he's one of the best players I've ever had the pleasure of watching. He he just, the way he can, with his size, not only stop the run, but also rush the passer, is, is so impressive every time I see him.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I wasn't sure about, like, the extension when it happened because, like we said, he still had two years on his contract, and he was on a pretty good contract. But, I mean, he was going to get paid regardless in two years. And, I yeah, mean, what, I know s- six years might seem like a lot, like that we have him for six years, and he's going to be 33 at the end of it. But that's fine for, for defensive linemen. Calais Campbell's 30, and he just got a huge contract. And he's in his prime.
1: Yeah, one thing I want to touch on again is we don't really talk about how he was a top 5-10-3 technique that shifted into being a top 5-10-3-4 to yep. defensive end. I mean, that mm-hmm. never happened. I mean, they don't they didn't move Geno Adkins to pipe technique. I mean, you, you don't see I mean that you just don't see that kind of transition and then them still be a great impact player just in a completely different skin. I mean, it I can't think of an example of where somebody did that and immediately stepped in and was the best defensive player in a front seven. Aaron Donald gonna to
0: have to do that this year.
1: Yeah, see there you go. So and he's gonna get a good paycheck to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Another Titan that got a contract extension is someone I know. Uh, Will you really like, and that is backup offensive tackle Dennis Kelly. Talk a little bit about him.
1: Oh, I mean, I I love Dennis Kelly. I mean, he's you know he looks like a crazy person when he gets off the bus. He's six eight. You put him next to Taylor the one. I mean, I I. I consider myself a pretty big dude, but I'm not saying anything to them that they don't want to hear. I mean, that is a big, nasty side of the line when he's playing that jumbo tight end. I mean, and having said all that, you go back and watch him with Philly when, I mean, first off, we got him for a bag of peanuts when we saw what happened to Doriel Green Beckham. But, you know, you go back and you look at what he did against Greg Hardy when Greg Hardy was in Dallas. I mean, you know, uh, when he had to play full games as a backup coming in, he did great and so i was optimistic on this on the trade when we did it you know everybody said we got scammed and all that and i i was in full trust john robinson mode and lo and behold he comes in and steps in for the whole packers game which was easily the best offensive performance of the year and just taylor one you know brushed off an official and and we'll talk about that someday but you know he comes in and goes against a pretty not not a great defensive line or front seven but i mean they've got guys and i mean they're they're a decent defense and i mean he pitched a shutout you know did great and uh, you can't ask for anything else and they got him for a million dollars a year guaranteed i mean there's punters making more than that i mean he and and with fasano gone he's gonna be their quote unquote number three tight end i mean i like john o and uh philip super not just as much as anybody but you know, if you're going to run it, why, why be finesse about it? Put your six foot eight monster out there and run behind him. And John Robinson and Mike Malarkey and stuff have a plan, and it's to do that. I, I love the move.
0: A, cu- a couple of notes on what you said, what you just talked about. You, you mentioned his stature. I wish I had taken a picture. The other day, uh, it was a picture perfect moment. Kalfani Muhammad walked over and was standing next <laughs> to Dennis Kelly and he looked like a high school football player compared to Dennis Kelly. But another thing you mentioned uh, about Dennis Kelly playing that number three tight end spot, the other day I heard offensive coordinator Terry Robisky yell really loud, 14 jumbo, 14 jumbo, and then they lined up in this formation where Derrick Henry was the running back in a one-back set, and then you had Taylor Lewan at tight end, Dennis Kelly at left tackle – and then you had Delaney and Johnny Smith also at tight ends with, I think,
1: Rashard Matthews out wide.
2: Wow. I cannot wait to see that.
1: I mean, that's, that, that's got to be the biggest line. I mean, the biggest formation you could put in without doing something silly. I mean, I guess you could put in Eric Decker at the wide receiver. But, I mean, the average height of that line is like six foot four. I mean, they're huge guys. But I mean, that's I would I would love to see them pound the ball and something we don't talk about a lot. And I'm sure we won't because Titans are a good power running game. But there's a lot of times when you go back on film, especially against the Colts pops into my head when we're third and one and we don't convert. And I and I, I don't expect us mm-hmm. to miss conversions like that this year. I, I expect Russ Grimm and everybody on that staff to get that ironed out because we're big enough to just pound. I say we the Titans are big enough to just pound the ball wherever they go from from jumbo tackle to right tackle and just pound it. So I expect that to change this year.
2: I think it was the Colts game, actually, that you just mentioned. Uh, it, they kept getting stuffed, and it, it was DeMarco every time. I'm pretty sure I was calling for Derrick Henry at that point. But, oh, yeah, no, that was, fr- that was a frustrating game. So uh, there's been a lot of uh, camp reports coming out from the first five days of training camp. And uh, one of our contributors, Luke, who's with us right now, Uh, actually was at camp for a good amount of the days, I think four of the five days. uh, And he has a lot of observations that he already wrote about and uh, that he's going to talk about now.
0: Well, yeah, I've been there four of the five days. I had to miss today. I'll be back tomorrow night when they're practicing at Centennial High School. And I'll be back on Saturday when they scrimmage at Nissan Stadium. But I I did a radio interview yesterday in Kentucky and the guy asked me kind of the same question, what stood out to me. And these are the really the three things. The health of Marcus Mariota, uh, the strength that the wide receiving core will become this year, and the depth at defensive line. Those are really the three things that have stood out so far.
2: Yeah, uh, I saw an interesting uh, report, or at least what they said about Mariota, that uh, he takes a little longer to get ready at this point, and that his leg kind of stiffens up a little bit. But uh, all the reports about him have been that he looks really good, so I'm um, I'm glad about that. And also about to touch on the receivers, um, when I saw that Corey Davis went out, like I was obviously upset. But then I really thought about the three receivers that we still have there: Taiwan, Eric Decker, and Richard Matthews. And I felt very okay with going into, if it has to happen, going into Week One with that with that trio right there.
0: Well, on Tuesday. It went from, on the first two days, Mariota had escaped the pocket some and some of the 11-on-11 11 11 drills. But on Tuesday, they were running design quarterback runs. They ran a boot. They ran a, a, a run-pass option. They ran a, a rollout. They were doing a lot of things in Tuesday's practice specifically to get Mariota on the move. And it, it looks like he's comfortable. It looks like he's healthy. And he's really zipping the ball well out of his arm, too.
2: Yeah, that's good. That's really good news because, uh, yeah, those was a pretty bad injury that he's coming back from. And it, I'm definitely interested to see how, how he responds, at least early in the season. I'm not sure how much he's going to play preseason, but at least early in the season, I hope he can get in a groove quickly.
0: We talked a little bit about the depth at wide receiver, and I have a question that I want to hear what each of you has to say about this. The one thing I noticed the most about the wide receivers, other than the fact that they looked really good, was that there are so many of them. And you have your four locks to make the team. You have Corey Davis, Eric Decker, Taewon Taylor, and um, Rashard Matthews. Those guys are going to make the team. However, after that, it really gets confusing as to who's going to make the team because Tajay Sharp is not a lock to make this team, nor is Harry Douglas, Eric Weems, Trey McBride. One or two of those guys is going to make the team but there's a chance that three or two of those guys who are all pretty decent receivers are going to get cut from this football team.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It, I don't know how many we're going to carry, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know if Sharp makes this team. And I think uh, Trey McBride and Eric Weems is kind of an interesting competition because they're both special teams players, but McBride kind of gives you a little bit more on the offensive end, but I don't know how much they would actually use him. So, yeah, I'm interested to see uh, who we actually carry going into the season.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people rave about him as a gunner. I mean, you know, we talk about Mike Malarkey and Malarkey. So, I mean, he's made it clear this offseason that if you can play special teams well, he's going to keep you because he's not going to get beat like he did last. I mean, legitimately, he's, you know— one Will Fuller touchdown away from going to the playoffs last year. I mean he he's not gonna let oh. that happen again. He's he's made that pretty clear. They were a you nine know, and team and had you know, the worst
0: a, special teams I've ever seen. It
1: it was it, I mean, it, it felt like they were in a hole every I mean you go back and rewatch Mariani return and he you know he cuts, 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 gets one does the whole Dexter McCluster thing but gets five extra yards, which is plenty compared to McCluster, but you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come in here and they, I, I, I thought but I wish Sharp was healthy. Cause I wish they could showcase him this preseason because I, I could see a team trading and making the same kind of, you know, a wide receiver. We're not going to use for X backup player, you know, whether it's an inside mm-hmm. linebacker or, or a veteran corner that they don't want. I mean, somebody with cap problems or something like that, you know, New Orleans, maybe. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but somebody who's trying to get another wide receiver for a pass-heavy offense and trading for Tajay Sharp, and then, I, I mean, you could call me crazy, but I mean, we'd have the four locks, and then I could see Eric Weems making the team as almost, you know, a lock as a special team ace kind of guy, and then it could be in Trey McBride and Harry Douglas fighting for that last spot, and I don't hate harry douglas you know a lot of people hate and i i think the team deserves better but as your sixth wide receiver i mean he had a couple of pretty good deep routes that mariota was pretty comfortable throwing to him that looked good in the i mean more than kendall wright had you know and everybody was like y'all should have resigned kendall wright no y'all didn't watch the game kendall wright was <laughs> a drive killer you know he would drop ball, just like andre johnson you know those were two people that should not have been starting on any rep. So we could have given any of those other guys, but you know, I don't want to digress too much, but you know, I, I I really feel like there was a missed opportunity this preseason for Tajay sharp to go out and really show something in the preseason to raise his trade value or to convince John Robinson, you know, this guy's your fifth wide receiver and you've got the, you know, the best top five defensive or top five wide receiver group in the NFL. And I'm not sure who could really argue against that. I mean, I've been a, the Steelers might argue that Justin Hunter is their fifth best wide receiver, which is what I've been hearing a lot lately. Oh. But that, that's yeah. that's
2: something else. I've been seeing reports about him, and it's just bringing up bad memories, honestly.
1: Well, I was I was going to say we we did this to ourselves for you know four straight years or whatever it was that let, let them live with some of this misery.
2: He had that one catch against the Chargers. Yep, good times.
0: <laughs> so after the mm. signing of Sylvester Williams the nose tackle spot essentially became locked down. But as for the other uh, defensive tackle spot opposite Jarrell Casey, that's really up in the air as to whether it's going to be Daquan Jones or Austin Johnson. My preference is that it is Austin Johnson, but neither of those guys has really done anything as of yet to separate themselves from the pack. What do you guys think about that situation?
2: You already know about my, Austin Johnson love affair. I'm just in love with him. I really like him a lot. I hope he well, I don't I don't know is he more of a nose tackle than uh than a than a DE?
1: That's where I'd like to see him. I'd love to see him yeah. like nose tackle. I don't, I don't know why they don't give him a real shot. I think he played both yeah, at I know. Penn State, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. He I mean, he was uh, real disruptive at Penn State over the center. I mean, when he was playing nose, that's where I thought for sure he was going to be and I thought it was going to be Daquan. Uh, Austin Johnson and Jerrell Casey and I was excited about that line and then they were all behind Al Woods so
2: I mean he's a pretty big dude he's like 6'4", 315, 320 he could definitely play nose tackle I mean uh, I don't know how good Sylvester Williams is going to be uh, a lot of like the analytics for him aren't good and whenever I've I've watched Broncos game he doesn't really stand out an interesting uh, guy to monitor, I think, is Antoine Woods um, from USC. Yeah. I think he was undrafted last year. But a lot of people have, have always like been on his bandwagon, and there have been some pretty good reports at a training camp for him. So if he could steal a spot, that'd be good. I'm not, I'm not totally in love with like Angelo Blackson. or Yeah, I don't, we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: Let's move on. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Titans in a couple minutes. But let's talk about some other headlines around the NFL. We talked a little bit about the AFC South falling apart, the a- injury to Andrew Luck, the injury to Will Fuller. But I think where the AFC South bug has been most rampant has been in Duval County, Florida.
2: Oh, my God. Well, first of all, the entire NFL is falling apart because everyone's just getting injured. First, Will Fuller broke his collarbone. He's probably out till, I've heard, maybe November. Uh, or late October, yeah. at least. How is a broken collarbone
0: not a season-ending injury?
1: Seems well, weird.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. No, I, I mean, it depends on the, on the healing process. And I think it's longer. It's usually shorter if it's like a clean break. But I think if it's like broken into a, a couple different pieces, it takes a lot longer. So we probably won't see him for a while until at least mid midseason. Uh, as for Andrew Luck, he might miss the first six games. But yeah. it, it's a little sketchy. I don't think he will because they haven't really signed anyone, and uh, they haven't signed like any reinforcement, so I don't think they're that worried about him. The Jaguars, uh, just absolutely hilarious. I, I, Jaguars fans are going to hate me, even if they listen to this. They hate me anyway, but it doesn't matter. But first of all, they trade for Brandon Albert from the Dolphins. They give away Julius Thomas for nothing, even though they just gave him gave him a lot of money, I'm pretty sure. And then Brandon Albert retires like a week ago, just out of nowhere. And now they don't have a left tackle. I'm assuming they were they were going to use him at left tackle. Maybe put Cam Robinson, who they drafted, who I'm not sure why they draft. Well, well I mean he he has some potential, but not a huge fan of his. I think they were going to put him at left guard and put Albert at left tackle. But now they might have to put Robinson at left tackle. And a rookie at left tackle is just it does, it never bodes well. And then if especially if they put Putasi in their starting offensive line, Ugh. I have no idea what that team is going to do. And then not only that, we haven't even gotten to Blake Bortles, who threw <laughs> five interceptions in one practice. And then there was another video of him where he overthrew Mercedes Lewis, who was wide open on a corner out, wide open in the end zone. He overthrows him, and Mercedes Lewis just yells, Damn it. And it was hilarious.
1: Yeah, I mean, that offensive line, you know, people, you know, are all excited about Fournette. And my question is, who's he going to run behind? I mean, I, I'm I think Cam Robinson can be a decent right tackle, and I mean, I think he's a worse version of DJ DJ Fluker who's having trouble staying in the league. I, I don't I don't know how you can just be in love with him at your left tackle when you've seen what he's done against like decent speed rushers. I mean, it helps at Alabama that they had a mobile quarterback that you can't get a full pass rush at because you've got to keep the pocket, and then you've got. You know, workhorse running back behind workhorse running back, and you've got OJ Howard chipping, and you know it's it's going to be real sketchy there on that offensive line real quick.
2: Yeah, Linder and Omame they're they're pretty good, they're solid. Linder is actually like the highest paid center I think right now. It just happened, uh, yeah. but they have some serious question marks outside of outside of those two. And I'm not sure Fournette is the kind of back to just create completely on his own. I think he kind of needs to get going downhill a little bit, and I don't know if he's going to be able to do that behind that offensive line.
0: There's one other headline around the NFL I want to hit on before we get back and and close out talking about the Titans, and that's something I find really interesting, the Denver Broncos quarterback situation, whether it's going to be Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch. Lynch was an athletic phenom at Memphis. He was a first-round draft pick last year, but he's done nothing preseason, regular season, otherwise, to make the case that he should be starting. And Trevor Simeon, though he wasn't all that flashy, was pretty solid for them last year. It's going to be interesting to see who they pick to start for them and what happens to Paxton Lynch if it's not him.
2: I thought I thought Simeon was fine last year. He showed he could be a, a decent quarterback, maybe not like even middle tier, maybe bottom tier. But he was fine. He was getting the ball to Manny Sanders and Demarius Thomas is fine. And I think the one game that Lynch started, it was against the Falcons. He he didn't look good at all. I mean, I, I really don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they spent the first-round pick on Lynch, so I'm assuming they're going to give him, obviously, every opportunity to start. But I think their best bet is to just go with Simeon, at least for one year. He was fine last season. You could do so much worse than him.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got – You've got a great defense and, you know, Wade Phillips is gone, which is going to be a big deal. People aren't really expecting that. But I mean, that's defense is going to drop to a top 10 defense instead of a top five defense, which is still a great place to be. But I, I don't know. I mean, if Lynch's one game as a starter last year wasn't as disappointing as it was, I think you go ahead and roll the dice on him. a lot of it to me depends on how that offensive line looks and how that running back group group looks. If the running backs are good and the offensive line is good, you know, go ahead and put Simeon in. If you're okay with Lynch working outside of your offense and making stuff happen and hoping he can do that because the rest of his supporting cast and far in terms of those two groups is lacking, then, I mean, that that's the way you've got to go. But I, I mean, this is just going to be a tough season for them because they're, you know, you can either play it safe or risk it. And if you risk it and fail, you've got kind of a complete rebuild with a head coach that didn't pick that quarterback. And it's just, it's just tough sledding.
2: I think they're due for regression. They're one of the teams that I've said uh, pretty constantly that they're due for regression. Them, the dolphins, maybe the raid, the Raiders and uh, the Texans, they're like the main AFC teams that are due for regression. And I don't see the Broncos going 10 and 6, 9 and 7 again. Even though the defense is great and they have great receivers, uh, they have a lot of questions in their backfield, questions in the offensive line, and questions at quarterback. And those are pretty big, pretty so we, big positions. Of-
0: we're officially one week into Titans training camp. They reported last Friday. As I mentioned, Friday night they have a practice at uh, a high school in Williamson County, Tennessee. Saturday night, they will be scrimmaging at Nissan Stadium from, I believe, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. All It's open to the public. It's going to be a lot of fun. So as the next week rolls on, what are some of the things that you hope to see in the scrimmage, in the practice, at, at the high school, and in the next week of camp leading into the preseason opener?
2: Uh, I want to see the cornerbacks keep picking off passes. These reports are fantastic. We didn't pick off any passes last year, and we're getting we're getting Kalen Reed <laughs> picking off Alex Tanney. Adoree Jackson's picking off Marcus Mariota. Even Denor Searcy is picking off Marcus Mariota. And LaShawn Sims is apparently having a good camp as well. So I definitely want to see them continue to make plays because that's, that's clearly our biggest weakness or at least our biggest question mark. And if we have an at least middling secondary – then we're going to be a playoff team there's no doubt about it in my mind
1: yeah I mean all, all that checks out me I mean I'd, I'd love to see some more adore big plays I'd like for him to not do it against Mariota because then you kind of <laughs> hurt yourself there but I, I really want to see Jayon Brown covering Jonu Smith and I want them to match up consistently I mean I, I want to see who's going to be the better of those two because I think both of them right now we're in that maybe they're a starter maybe they're a rotational guy I would love for one of those guys to come out and say you know I'm I'm an alpha dog I'm gonna start or I'm gonna be right down the pipeline if Delaney's a step behind I mean I I would love for one of them to really say I can beat this guy or I can cover this guy because either way we're gonna need that next year and the year after so somebody's got to step up in that position especially at inside linebacker you know I, I really like what Robinson does with his late round picks because I think he tries to pick, you know, lottery tickets for future needs. And I think inside linebacker is one of our biggest needs. If Jayon Brown can just cover average tight ends and not, you know, Avery Williamson had some terrible bus in coverage against Jack Doyle, you know, I mean, I can CJ picture Thedora it in my head yeah, I mean, I can see it in my head right now where I'm just screaming at the television for him to cover Gary Barnage, you know, who got cut and who hasn't been, you know, signed by anybody. You know, guys like that who are fine, you know, they're, they're you know, the 16th, 17th, the best tight ends in the league. But I mean, it, you know, they're not going against Gronkowski. If you can just hold those guys to less than 60 yards a game and a touchdown, this is a whole different game. I mean, the Titans don't have to, you know, drive and take more gambles and stuff like that. They can just beat you in a 9-6 to six game, which is something we have not seen this team do in a long time.
0: Something I'd like to see by the end of next week when they travel to New Jersey to take on the Jets, I want to see Tasha Sharp off the physically unable to perform list, and I want him to do something that makes you go that's the guy that we freaked out about last preseason. That's the
1: guy that deserves to be this team's number 5 wide receiver oh Uh, I mean sorry sorry. I I, I would I I would love I mean I've already stated my case on this I would love for Tajay Sharp to get healthy and then I'd love for him to look exactly like Corey Davis and put up all these highlight films and then for me to wake up one morning and see John Robinson's dead some midnight dealing and now we've got you know the fuller guy from Chicago who I, I thought was a great corner coming out and they didn't sign his fit that's a guy I think John Robinson will look hard at by the way the fuller kid from Chicago who plays cornerback I think he was, you know, one of the two or three best cornerbacks in that class. And Chicago's not signed his uh, fifth-year option because he's been banged up. And that's a guy I can see Robinson saying, you know, that's who I want this offseason. Let's put him and Adore Jackson, LaShawn Sims, and Logan Ryan all together. And I've got a four-deep cornerback group that I can win the AFC South with for the next 10 years. I think injuries more than anything
0: have been the demise of Kyle Fuller.
1: Yeah, I mean, when he was I mean, he, he, I'm not sure if he won Defensive Rookie of the Year his rookie year, but he w- had some votes. I mean, he was a, a great player, and then he just fell off the mat, you know, the same time the Bears did.
2: Yeah, he was on the all-rookie team, picked off four passes. He was good. I honestly don't know what happened to him. I think he was injured all of last year.
1: Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah, a good yeah, pickup, at least a high-upside pickup. Back. Yeah, I mean, somebody who's shown they can do it, you know. And now I say that, but Dennis Kelly is somebody that nobody in Tennessee had heard of, and then we signed him, and now he's my favorite extension of the offseason. So, I don't know. I just got to trust the GOAT.
0: (laughs) Well, gentlemen, I think that's going to bring us close to the end of this show anyway. Next week, we will be back to preview the first preseason game against the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Football is back. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, football's here. We got the Hall of Fame game tonight. You know, I believe the Texans play next Wednesday, and we're right into scouting. I mean, we've got to watch all of these games. Robinson's going to make two or three waiver claims where everybody's going to wonder who it is. Watch the preseason and find out, because he's going to make the right decision.
2: Yeah, I'm just really excited to get this preseason started because we have a lot of rookies and a lot of second year guys that I think show a lot of potential and could definitely contribute to this roster.
0: We also have a contest going on to celebrate the start of the Titan sized podcast. The prize for this contest is a poster of the Titans two thousand seventeen schedule. It's autographed by two or excuse me, Pro Bowl left tackle Taylor LeWan as well as defensive tackle Austin Johnson. Here's how you win this poster. You need to go into iTunes. You need to find the Titan-Sized Podcast, and you need to not just give us a five-star rating. That's not enough. You need to leave a response. You need to leave a response with a five-star rating and tell us one thing that you want us to talk about in a future episode. Leave one thing that you want us to talk about in a future episode. You can talk about uh, the Titans, whatever you'd like. Just leave that five-star rating, leave that comment, and you will automatically be entered to win the signed poster. This will go up until our last episode before the regular season. So when you see an episode that says preview Oakland Raiders versus Tennessee Titans week one, that will be the episode where we announce the winner of this contest. We'll post more information about it on the Titan Size Twitter at Titan underscore sized. But I think that's going to do it for our first episode will matias it's been fun
1: yes it has yeah it's been great can't wait
0: all right we will see everybody next time for will for matias i'm luke Worsham. we'll see you guys next time
2: everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too